if the thing comes crashing down, you get to build it again with the same materials. But now you know what doesn't work. It's like, well, I thought the pyramid was going to work. That's not going to work. Let me try something else. If you look at what went wrong, you can figure out how to make it go right. And I said this, if you want to get good at chess, you just have to go lose a bunch of chess. And he thought that was really dumb. Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I am your host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven, but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for entrepreneurs. We bring you seven episodes a week, six of which are solo episodes with Kevin and myself, and one world-class guest to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. Next Level Nation, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode. It was number 971, How to Stay Focused in an Overwhelming World. Today, for episode number 972, you learn more from your mistakes than your wins. Happy Sunday. So this is technically episode 972 part two because Alan and I just tried to record one and I had Alan laughing so hard that we had to turn the cameras off and restart. So if we laugh, it's because we are in a giggly mood and Alan has never heard the story that I'm going to tell. So it's uh, there's some funny slash serious parts to it. So hang in there. And Kev tells it in a pretty funny way. Well, All right. So you learn more from your mistakes than your wins. I believe it was Tony Robbins who said this. He said that but I don't know if it was him originally. He said that when you win, you celebrate. When you fail, you contemplate. And I do think that that is well said. And, and that's the root of this episode. When you fail, there is gold buried there if you take the time to dig. Kevin and I talk about failing forward all the time because I'll just share this with everybody. I tell other podcasters when I get off the show, if they want help with their podcast, you've got to reach out to Kevin. Kevin knows more about podcasting than anyone I know, sincerely. And I'm not just saying that because he's my business partner. I'm saying that because he has so many failures. When you produce this show with thousands of episodes, about to be a thousand, coming up on a thousand, and then on top of that, you produce an additional, I believe, 18 or 19 shows you learn a ton. He's literally set up people's studios. He's had every issue you can think of, StreamYard issues and Zoom issues and audio issues and video issues and camera issues and electronic you know, mixer issues. So he's had so many mistakes. That's why he, ha- he understands and has so many distinctions. I'll never forget when I found this out. I learned that Eskimos, I know this is going to go off on sort of like a tangent. <laughs> it's a good hook. I learned that Eskimos... I learned that Eskimos have 12 different types of snow, 12 different names for snow. That's, they have 12 different distinctions, whereas we just have like white snow or yellow snow. Again, shout out to Tony Robbins for this. We have this. pow. Don't forget about the pow. The pow or, yeah, or shredding the gnar. Yeah, if you're, if you're a snowboarder. You have several more. When, when we say learn, you learn more from your mistakes than your wins. You have more distinctions. So Kevin in podcasting, for example, he understands when there's an audio mistake, what it might be. Are you using Audacity or are you using Audition or are you using GarageBand with a Mac? 
with a camera. Okay, do you have a Sony? Is it a DSLR? What kind of camera? Are you using it as a webcam or are you using it natively? See, these distinctions, we, we didn't ever go to school or to college for podcasting. We didn't go to school or college for video, um, videography or photography or audio editing or video editing. We just failed forward. And every single failure created a new distinction. And every time I talk to early podcasters, it's very clear to me that they just haven't failed as much as we have. Every single time Kevin and I make a mistake, every time, we do a performance review and we review, okay, what do we need to do differently? Did we pause enough? Did we say um too much? Did we use filler words? Were, was our tonality off? Were we triggered? Were we focused on the listener? Did we have the right through line? Kevin and I did a live podcast yesterday, which was Monday. And after it, Amy, Kevin, and I do a performance review. And we each come with an improvement and a win. And what was mine yesterday? Do you remember what mine was yesterday, Kev? What My was yours yesterday? Oh, I was reading from the teleprompter. It's not a teleprompter. It's my remarkable. It's like this little electronic notebook. But I prepare for the uh, keynote, obviously. And we each have five points. And I was reading right from it. And I was like, I really should have those memorized. And even right now, your mistakes have gold buried within them. You just have to take the time to dig. That is something that I didn't have to read because I memorized it in advance prior to this episode because I didn't want to be reading from the proverbial teleprompter here. And that wouldn't have happened if I didn't make the distinction after making that as a mistake yesterday. So yeah, we have 972 episodes. That's 972 opportunities to learn from the last rep. And no matter what you do, no matter whether you're doing a, a ski run or a snowboard run or you're doing a podcast or you're doing a speech or you're writing a book, you are going to make mistakes. Think of your favorite author right now. Their first book was probably their worst book. This is human nature. It's a mastery thing. And if you're not willing to fail forward and learn from your mistakes, you're never going to get better. I'm going to change my story, Alan, after okay. all that. No, because no I, I think I have a better story. That, that one... I'll tell that another another episode when we when we chat about it. But I actually failed my fire practical. For those of you who don't know, I did volunteer firefighting in Uxbridge, Mass for a short time. I wasn't on the on the squad very long because I ended up getting the job that I was going to talk about. But I remember it. I think it was like three months or four months of three times a week. So our classes, I think, were from like six to nine, and we would we would meet at the firehouse. It was me and three other gentlemen, and we would drive out like 45 minutes to where they were holding this fire academy. And there were tests every week, and I did pretty well on the on the written exams. I remember I was I was in I think like the high level of the class when it came to the written exams. But when you get to the end, you have to pass two practical exams and one written and I passed the written one and I remember we went to this firehouse and the way it's set up is you have to pass I think you take five different practical examinations and I think you have to pass three out of five or something like that it's something along those lines I don't remember but there's a bunch of different things there's one test where you have to throw a ladder and throwing a ladder basically means putting a ladder up against the wall pulling it out to the right distance and then climbing the ladder safely. Another one you have to do is you have to don and doff your gear. So you have to put your gear on and take it off in a certain amount of time. Um, 
there's one where you have to like crawl, you're blindfolded and you have to crawl through a dark room and you have, there's like certain checkpoints you have to hit. You have to keep your arm against the wall and a bunch of other stuff. And then one of them was you had to tie a certain knot around a fire hose, around the handle on the fire hose. And I failed that one. And I ended up failing another one. And when I failed those, it made me really, really think about what I actually was doing. And, and think about this for a minute. If you're at work and you do everything right during the day, you go home and you probably don't think that much about your performance. You probably don't think about how your day went. But if you have one thing that goes wrong and maybe horribly wrong, you're thinking of that of saying, okay, how did that happen? Why did that happen? And you're focused on making sure that that never happens again. I've always said this, Alan. I think you learn more from losing the game than you do winning it. Because if you want to win again, you just do what you did. If you want to, if you won and you want to win again, you do what you just did. If you lost and you want to win, you have to go back to the drawing board and you have to change everything. Because you might not know what created the loss for you. So I remember it was brutal. It was so difficult for me. I remember there is a, a fire captain who's judging you and he says, okay, are you ready to go? You're tying this knot on this nozzle. And I said, yep, I'm ready to go. And you got to do it with your gloves on, which makes it extra hard. And he said, all right, you have a minute, start now. And I remember I was like, I am jeffed. I don't know what in the <laughs> hell I'm doing here. So I just start like captain tying knots. I'm trying different things. And I remember we were like a minute and 30 in. He's like, do you want to keep going? Cause you failed already. And I was like, uh, no, I guess there's no point <laughs> Continuing this <laughs> this dog and pony show, if I'm not going to get the grade. In that moment, Alan, I actually thought I was okay because I thought I had passed the other four things. I actually failed another one. So we got to the end of the day and it was I was the only person in my firehouse who didn't get to go take their other practical. I had to go back a different day with people I didn't know and retake it. But when I failed, I went to the firehouse for the next however many weeks I could. And I practiced that damn knot every single day, every single time I could. I practiced that and I studied on what I should have done better in the the other examination I, I failed. I think it was the dark room exit where you had to exit the room blindfolded and you had to like keep contact with the wall and there are certain things you had to do. And I failed. The two things I failed, I probably was the best at afterwards mm -hmm. because I focused on them. You will learn more from your mistakes than your wins. But here's the problem. So many of us avoid mistakes in the beginning. I learned probably more in the first year of podcasting than I did in the other ones because there was so much to learn. There was so much to learn. And that's what I teach to people because most people are less than a year in. So if you're avoiding trying new things, if you're avoiding the possibility of failure, you're also avoiding the possibility for some of the most impactful lessons you will ever learn that you will take with you for quite literally a lifetime. And obviously in that moment, it's hard, right? When you fail something that you're so afraid you're going to fail, it's like, oh, what do I do now? Can I be a firefighter? Am I even going to be able to pass this test? But if you take that mistake, if you take that failure as an opportunity for growth and for learning, you're just way more motivated. The reason you learn more from your, uh, from your mistakes than your wins is the necessity. You don't have necessity if you win. Unless you just want to win again, but the necessity is not the same unless you're unreasonably hungry. When you get embarrassed, you try to do better. It's right. extra necessity. When you lose a client, it's extra necessity. When you bomb a speech, it's extra necessity. I think you learn more from your losses than your wins 
because you have more necessity to focus on what went wrong than what went right. And that's what I would say. As long as you keep going. That's yes, the key sure. thing because a lot of people do fail, Kev. They get embarrassed and then they decide, they decide, oh, tennis isn't for me or yeah. math isn't for me or I'm not good at this or I'll never be good at this. So fail early, fail often, fail forward. A couple one-liners I want to try to get out here. One is, and I don't remember where I heard this. Maybe I came up with it. I'm not certain. This year's failures is next year's success. I forget where I heard that, but this year's failures for Kevin and I in our business is next year's successes. Uh, <clears throat> there's another one too. What is it? Oh, this one is mine. I used to say this and I'm not certain it lands and I know I say that often, but I, I said this to one of my friends once. It was a peak performance partner of mine and I masterminded with this man for, this man, this friend of mine for um, several years. He's my first peak performance partner. And I said this, if you want to get good at chess, you just have to go lose a bunch of chess. And he thought that was really dumb, what I said. He really did. It, honestly, I remember being like, maybe he doesn't think as deep as I thought. Um, because honestly, if you think about it, that's how you win at chess. You, you just go lose a bunch of chess. You're supposed to lose the game and figure out why you lost. Oh, it's because my opening wasn't good, or it's because I didn't protect my king, or it's because I lost my queen too early, or whatever. As long as you're super analytical, as long as you hang in there, and as long as you actually reflect on it so that you can do better. <clears throat> but you're not going to... I played a lot of video games growing up, and I remember one of the reasons why I think I got so good at video games is I was just willing to fail forward the most. I remember the very first time I played Halo, I played on the hardest difficulty, and... I learned quicker than everybody else because just to get past the first checkpoint was way harder than beating the entire game on easy. And so you gotta, you gotta realize that if you're succeeding a lot, you're most likely in your comfort zone. You're most likely achieving things that are very within your means. If you're failing forward, you're most likely in your growth zone, your, your learning zone. Now, there is a balance here. You can't just lose, 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 because that will hurt your self-esteem a lot. But you have to have a proper balance of, okay, I'm going to lose, I'm going to learn from it, and then I'm going to win. And then I'm going to up the ante and then be willing to lose again, learn from it, and then win at a greater level. And then up the ante. You got you to gotta level up and then ratchet in. And then level up and then ratchet in. And then level up and then ratchet in. But it takes failing forward. And I can't even tell you how many times Kevin and I have gotten out of a speech and been like, honestly, I did this, this, and this well. And I did this, 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 and this wrong. Remember the the speech we gave at that high school and we had the whiteboard and we were on the phone? And I said, Kev, it's it's really fascinating. We have wins and losses. The left side is wins. The right side is losses. There are three times as many losses. I think it was like 27 and nine. I think we had nine wins and 27 losses. Yeah. Now, if we were to do a speech again, I bet you it would be a little more even. This year's failures are next year's success. The key to winning is being willing to lose the longest as long as you learn from it. The key to winning is being willing to lose and learn the longest. And that's what I'll end with. What's happening, guys? My name is Alex, and I am a professional videographer who runs a production company out of Halifax, Nova Scotia. Um, the one thing that I love about working with Alan is that right away he was able to come in and set up a system for me that makes sure that I am taking charge of my time and I'm taking the actionable steps that I need in order to progress towards my goals on a day-to-day -day basis. 
Um, he's always been great at giving me the information that I need exactly at the right time in order to progress to the next level when it comes to my business. And overall, I think he's just a great personality. When I get off the phone with him, I always find that I am energized. I know exactly where I need to focus my attention in order to progress. And I am getting the most out of what I do with my time. I think of it, and I don't know if this is going to be a good analogy. It could be the worst thing I've ever said in my life. But it's almost like when you're trying to build something, if the thing comes crashing down, you get to build it again with the same materials. But now you know what doesn't work. It's like, well, I thought the pyramid was going to work. That's not going to work. Let me try something else. If you look at what went wrong, you can figure out how to make it go right. As long as, to Alan's point, you keep going. You keep going. The reason we know as much as we do about the industry and about podcasting and all that stuff is because we've just been doing it for so long. Every single day. I mean, when you're doing it every day, you learn things that you never would have, but you also have to look at the losses. I There are certain episodes I don't like listening to because I'm thinking, ah, I didn't really do that well. And then when I listen back, it's usually number one, okay, it's actually better than I thought, but oh, if I just said that a little bit differently, that would land better. Or if I just, if I had that question lined up there, that would have been better. So I think that's one of the, the most important parts of when you perform, you get the opportunity to reflect and then Kev, you can improve. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, brother. I know we got to go, but you told me a story once about a comedian oh. who stepped off stage. Bill Burr. Okay. Can you share that with our listeners? Because I think it, that's exactly what this is. If this is the same one, if this is the same. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Bill Burr was on a podcast with Joe Rogan and they were talking about a uh, performance, a stand-up that Bill Burr had done recently. And, and again, I, I'm, this is the way I remember it. I could be off. But Joe Rogan was like, you killed it, Bill. You did an awesome job. And Bill said, eh, you know, I did pretty good. I did pretty good. I hung in there too long, though. I hung in there too long. There was this point where I thought to myself, this is a perfect place to end. And he said, I didn't, I didn't listen to myself. I kept going. I kept going. And everybody said, I did this amazing, you know, amazing job. I crushed it. I was killing. The crowd was dying. It was awesome. But I know I hung in there a little bit too long and I have to, I have to watch it back and figure out when that happened and how to avoid that happening again. And Bill Burr is one of the most successful comedians ever of all time. And he's still hypercritical of his losses because, you know, you're, you're going to have wins, when you've done as many speech as many performances, stand-up routines as Bill Burr has, you're gonna have some wins. He was you're losing have a lot for, of like, wins. for like twenty years. Yeah, I listened to an episode where Tim Ferriss interviewed him. He was losing for like, or quote unquote, oh, unsuccessful yeah. for like a ridiculously long time. I'm pretty sure all the way to his mid thirties, he was like not successful. I believe it. It's wild. Um, I believe it. What was the one question I want to ask you before we go? Okay, as an an emotionally driven person. Um, who struggled with this early on, how have you overcome this whole like making mistakes is a bad thing? Because yeah. I think you you really don't have that hard of a time with it anymore, I don't think. I mean, obviously it still sucks and it does. I mean, losing sucks, honestly, let's just be real. But it's also necessary and it's it's not really failure unless it's final. And in a weird way, I think I... um. I think I understand that you can't really be great at anything without like screwing up a lot. Hmm. It's like if you're snowboarding, right? And you never fall down, you're obviously not trying that hard. Yeah. It's like very obvious to me, yeah. right? Whereas or either that or you're on the bunny hill still. You know, if you do a double black diamond, you're going to get hurt potentially. 
you know, and that's, you know, imagine like a, an Olympic gold medalist. We, my mom met uh, Seth Westcott at um, Sugarloaf Mountain up in Maine. And Seth Westcott was a, an Olympic gold medalist snowboarder. Like you better believe he's gotten really hurt and fallen down like probably thousands of times. You know, he's probably had bad races. I mean, this idea that we can be extraordinary without failure is just, it's just nonsense, honestly. Um, so yeah, back to the original question, Kev, how did, how have you overcome this? Cause I really don't feel like this plagues you anymore. Oh, I appreciate that. I, it's easier than it's ever been. I've just really tried to disassociate myself from bad performance does not equal bad Kev. And really that's the simplest, the simplest answer I can give is we laugh about the time where we did a speech and I had the kids do pushups cause I ran out of things to talk about. <laughs> and yeah, it sucks and it's funny. And if you think about it, it's like, I can't believe you did that Kev, but it's like, well, I'm better now. I'm better now than I was then. So it doesn't hurt me as bad. And I think when it happened- <laughs> Remember the kid who you're like, you want to be a motivational speaker? Yeah, get up here. Get up here. Get up he here. Crush speak. It. He crushed yeah, it. He did. He did awesome. I told him I was going to mentor him. I sent him a message on Instagram and he left me on- No, he never read it. He never read it. But that offer is still valid. If, you, if you're looking for a mentor, I'd be happy to mentor you. I think it's one of those things of we assume when we do bad, we are bad. And then we lock in like, okay, what happened here is my new set point. This can never happen again or I'm never going to be able to do well again. And I just think now I know that there's another rep coming. There's another rep coming. It's already lined up. It just hasn't come yet. So when I get that opportunity, I'll just focus on doing better. But I really think if you're out there and you struggle with that part of it, you have to disassociate yourself from the outcome. Just because it goes wrong doesn't mean it can't go better next time. Almost in a way, because it goes wrong, you'll have the necessity to make it go better next time. Okay, here this is a great analogy. The next speech I gave after that one, the next actual speech I gave, I believe was Top Notch Live. And I prepped, I ran through my presentation six times in the week leading up to the event. I had it to the point where I knew where, like what I should be saying at what minute and second of that speech. And I did a really good job. I, I only misspoke like two words. Now, this last one for Next Level Live, I didn't even look at my presentation before I did it. It went well. I was funny. I, I did well, but I will be looking at the losses when it's time for the next next level live. I guarantee you. I already am. I mean, Alan and I already talked about the losses. So it it creates this level of necessity in you, but you cannot let it affect your self-esteem. Your mistakes are not you, and you are not your mistakes. That's that's what I've found to be very helpful. There's you can try again. And the thing is, people people forget. People forget. You know, those kids, I doubt they're waking up like, hey, remember that time that that guy made us do push-ups. I don't, I think they have other things to worry about in life than, than that, you know? Of course, of course, I like to 100%. think I'm, I'm everybody's center of attention and I'm the center of everything, but unfortunately I'm not. All right, we gotta go, Alan, because I gotta get on a podcast here. Next level, Nation, I actually had somebody reach out to me. They followed me, I sent them a video and I said, hey, thanks so much for being part of the family. I appreciate you. If I can do anything, please let me know. And this person said, oh, I'm so happy I came across your content. I'll be listening to you guys. And I sent them a message and said, just so you know, and this is for all of you out there as well. For the month of May, we are doing the same giveaway that we did uh, in April, where if you leave us a review on your platform of choice when it comes to podcasting, screenshot it, send it to Alan or myself in Instagram, Facebook, email, whatever it is, we will enter you into a drawing to win a $100 Amazon gift card. And on the first day of June, we will pick a winner. We will send you an email with a $100 Amazon gift card, and that'll be that. It helps us get more awesome listeners like you. <laughs> that's <laughs> strong work that's all, that's all i have that's it yep. so i crunched the numbers right before this like i i love to do 
And group six is officially at 79.23% of their habits. So what we do is in group coaching, we have an app called Optimal. It's a habit tracker. And all of group six is in there. They have their own private chat in there. And they all track their habits. And they have one most important measurement and then six habits. They start with six for the first month. And then as long as they get 75% or higher as a team, they jump to nine. And then they jump to 12. Group seven is opening, I believe, in July. So the beginning of July, we have a link in the landing page. If you want to finally keep the promises you make to yourself, if you need accountability and consistency, inspiration and motivation with some education in there, group coaching is designed for you. Uh, Shout out to Jesse. She just booked on group seven. We have actually a very long list of people who actually weren't able to get into group six, and they are going to be in group seven as well. So get in as soon as possible. Lock your spot. There's a six-month payment plan where you can take the the um, payments month by month. And I believe, what does it come out to, Kev? CFO, Kev? I think 75? it's... No, I think it's $98, 98 a month for six months, I think. Okay. So for less than $100 a month, you can be a part of Group 7. Please go to the landing page. If you are interested or have any questions, reach out to Kevin or myself. We can literally give you the Instagram handles. We have permission of the people who have graduated from group coaching and they can tell you their exact experience so that you have certainty that you're going to get the value. There is a, so I don't know, it depends because I think you can do, you can pay one month, three months or six months, I believe is the way we have it set up. The person who signed up, I think it was like $97 Okay. for the first payment. I think- so you can get it under $100 for sure. Perfect. You dig? I do. Next Level Nation, tomorrow for episode number 973, you were born for more than just... <clears throat> Excuse me. You were born for more... No, no, I- <laughs> you got it. You got it. No, no. The title is Jeff. Oh. I literally have written here, you were born for more than to just work and pay bills. I don't think that's <laughs> grammatically correct. It's not. So we're going to talk about how you were born for more than just working and paying bills. That's what we're going to talk about tomorrow. <laughs> I'm crying because I'm laughing so hard. Next Level Nation, we love you we appreciate you we're grateful for each and every one of you this was a giggly laughy episode we are just very blessed to be able to do this every single day and it's because of you that we are able to do it we've had a ton of listens over the last couple days the last week so thank you so very much and i know you we do not have fans we have family we'll talk to you all tomorrow please reach out Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family, so make sure you follow us on Instagram. I am at NeverQuitKid, and Alan is at ALazarus88. Also, if you found value in this episode, leave us a review using the link in the show notes, and please share this with someone who's ready to get to the next level. We will talk to you tomorrow.